Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from King of Faith Church. This message is by Gary Rumbold. You want to turn to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, 31. As I read this this morning, it's almost like I'm going to interject it with different scriptures as well, I'm just going to try and keep within a theme or within a flow of something this morning. But as I speak the word out, let the word be, even though you've heard it a million times, let the word be spirit and life to you today. Let you, God's got something for you in the word today. For you to take hold of his word, his truth, his life and his power. And I love the way that this begins here. Do you not know? Have you not heard? That's the first thing. (laughs) Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. Amen. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. I'm classing myself in the young realm now. Thanks, Pastor Jonathan. (laughs) But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. Amen. See, we live in a world that prides itself in all its accomplishments. We live in a world that prides itself in being able to do anything it sets its mind to do. A world that's put men on the moon, even plans apparently to put a base upon the surface of Mars. And, um, you know, I've had the privilege of um, walking around the um, both sort of NASA sites. And I can tell you... um, it's, it, will, it was a privilege to do and to, to see in a sense, you know, when I think about the guys that went up into space, I think about, for me, just the courage, the courage of those, those they're really brave. Because when you stand under the, the bottom of a Saturn V rocket and you see how big it is, you realise, actually, you know, I'm going to say this in a lovely way here, but the guys are nutters. They're on the top of this huge bomb. Do you know what I mean? That's going to do it goes off. The guys are absolute nutters. And they w- willingly get into this and go off into outer space. But the reality is, all of man's accompli- accomplishments pale into nothing compared to the greatness on, of God. Amen. Amen. So you see, for me, that was like, when you walk into that, you know, the NASA site is absolutely huge. Building after building after building of... of you know, top secret stuff that some places you can go into, some you can't go into. They take all your pictures, so, you know, to walk around all the back, you know, the back tours and everything like that. It's, it is immense. And, and, the, and, the, and the brains that are in there, because we had, we had um, uh, when I went there, we had a meal in the canteen. And you can just see all the brains, see all of the guys in, in, in the site there. It's just incredible. But you see, it, it doesn't compare to the God of the universe and the creator of the universe. It's man and it's best. Now, he's done some good stuff in that sense, but it's actually nothing compared to God. And this is what I love about Isaiah in, in uh, 
Right at the beginning, it says, he just, what is, what's, what's Isaiah doing there? He's basically bringing us into the picture of the fullness of God. He's bringing us into the might. He's bringing us into the glory of God. It's almost like, guys, have you forgotten how great God is? Have you forgotten how mighty he is? How, have you forgotten how good he is? Have you forgotten how wonderful he is? You know, do you not know? Have you not heard? And, th- and this is true for us today. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the world, ends of the earth. I'm just going to just briefly just declare some truths, truths that we know of God, but just to remind ourselves again, when, when we pray, when we come into his presence, who we're coming into, where are we receiving strength from? See, God is eternal, having no beginning and no end. He is the everlasting one. He has always been and will always be. Amen. There was never a time when God was not. Isn't that amazing? Our brains just go poof at that moment. What do you mean? Don't understand it. We're not supposed to. He's God. Yeah. Psalm 90 verse 2. He says, Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So before we were even a thought in our parents' eyes, before in the mind of God, God saw our unformed bodies, saw what we're going to be, saw the destiny that he had for us. And he spoke that into being when he spoke creation into being. In that very seed of those words, your life was there in, in, in the earth. Amen. You were there. You were, you were God's plan. God spoke it into being. God is the beginning point for all truth, since he is the creator of all things. Amen. God does not evolve. Praise God. He doesn't evolve. God is unchanged and unchangeable as to his character and being. God is unchangeable in all the perfections of his character. Isn't that amazing? Like a diamond has billions of facets on that's cut. And, you know, precisely to reflect something. Every part of God's character is unchangeable. He is always faithful. He's always true. He's always holy. He's always Lord. He's always full of compassion. He's always mighty. He's always, doesn't matter what it is, yeah? God cannot change, nor nor can he be changed. He is complete. There are no attributes for him to gain. Were he to lose any attributes, he would cease to be God. He's never lost anything from his nature and his character. That's good news to know, isn't it? Yeah. And I love this scripture. We know this Hebrews 13. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So something that is immutable is unchangeable. So when we're going through our tough up and downs and our yo-yos and, and you know, when we're having to call on God, isn't it wonderful? No, we're calling on the unchangeable, immutable Lord of Lords and King of Kings that's not changing through every circumstances when we cry out to him. He's still the same. He's the same yesterday, he's the same today and he's going to be the same forever. Isn't that wonderful? This is, I love this next bit. He will not grow tired and weary. Jesus. <laughs> And his understanding, no one, no one can fathom. Even Einstein with all his brains couldn't work it out. No one can fathom him. No one can come to the end of knowledge of him. He is not limited by time. He is timeless. Time past, time present, time which is to come, time future. Amen. He is the great I am, the sufficient one. God is the source of all life and his life is inexhaustible. Thank you, Jesus. 
That's what we're calling on. That's what we were, were worshipping when we started today. The inexhaustible. The one who, who has life all the time and, and can give life all the time. Unlike us who are totally dependent on God. God is all-knowing. He knows all things at all time. He knows everything in the universe and all its creatures. Amen. Eight billion people. God knows every thought, every action, every attitude, every heart. God, God knows every bird, every ant, every elephant, every giraffe. Giraffes make me laugh. They're just funny. You know, he knows, you know, he knows all of those things. You know, elephants. Hannah. Great elephant hugger there, Hannah is. Um, but <laughs> you like me. She loves animals. God's knowledge is absolute and unacquired. He never has to learn anything. Do you think about it? He doesn't wake up in the morning. He doesn't say to Jesus, do you know what? I just learned something new today. (laughs) I just learned something new. I've never known that before. He doesn't have to do that. Perfect knowledge, perfect wisdom, infallible, incapable of error. We can't blame God. He's incapable of it. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes with me. He doesn't make mistakes with you. He doesn't make mistakes with his children. Amen. Psalm 147 verse 5 says, Great is our Lord, almighty in power. His understanding has no limit. And this is, this is wonderful. Romans 11, 34 in the truth version. Who can claim to understand everything about the way the Lord thinks? Who could dare to give him advice? <laughs> We're funny, aren't we? Sometimes in our prayer times, you know, what, what do we do with God? You know, we, we draw him diagrams. Do you know what I mean? Of how he needs to come through. We, we, we write things out. You know I mean? God, I just want to let you know now what you need to do in the next thing there. Who are we to give him advice? How crazy is that? What could any of us give to God that would obligate him to give to us in return? Now listen to this. This is wonderful. I saw this afresh. Everything that we receive comes from God and is given through Christ. Everything, absolutely everything comes from God and is given through Christ. We have everything we need for life and godliness. Amen. Everything has come through Christ. Every blessing, every spiritual blessing. He is the yes and amen to your situations that you're going through today, that I'm going through today. He is the Lord, my strength. Amen. Even though I'm not feeling it, it doesn't matter. He is. He is. Yes, it is true. All glory belongs to him. I've missed a bit out there. Christ, see. I'll read that again. Everything that we receive comes from God and is given through Christ, all for the outworking of his purposes. So it's not our purposes, it's his purposes. And what we find through life, we, 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 our lives as we walk with God, we, we kind of pick up the mystery of that. And by the grace of God, his word becomes a lamp unto our feet. And we, and we walk in obedience to him. And, and somehow the word helps us to stay on that straight and narrow way. But that's God's grace to us. Yes, it is true. All glory belongs to him. He alone deserves to be honoured. Amen, it shall be so. Can you see there that you know Jesus the Father... Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit. He says, no one, in John 1.18, says, no one has ever seen God in his majesty and glory. Now let this listen here. But Jesus. But Jesus, the one and only Son who gives himself and who is one with the Father, came to make him known to us. That's God's heart. Next bit. He gives strength to the weary. 
and increases the power of the weak. Isn't that wonderful? God says of himself in Isaiah, I love these verses here. I live in a high and holy place. God lives in a high and awesome place beyond description and understanding. Power and majesty beyond we would ever think. We have to have spiritual bodies. We have to be when we meet him face to face. Otherwise, we would vaporize. You know, his glory is power. Because what does the word say? It says that the mountains melt like wax before his presence. If, if, if God decided to come and have a stroll through earth, just, you know, just, you know, it will probably part it in the centre and carry on walking. You know what I'm saying? Is that the glory, the majesty, the power of who, who he is. But notice the words of the Lord here, how, how, where he declares, so I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit. L- listen to that. To revive the spirit of lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. The God of majesty and a God of power, of, of, of wonder, also we can by his grace now come and meet with him. We can receive of that, but we have to come in humility. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And see, Jesus says, anyone who continues to live in me and I in him will be abundantly fruitful. You're going to be abundantly fruitful because you're going to continue to live in him. Amen. And he's going to continue to live in you, to make himself known in you and through you. To break in and to break out. But we need to be reminded again, but outside of me you can do absolutely nothing. So just picture here, we've got this God of the universe, creator. You know, it's Isaiah's kind of saying, Have you, don't, don't you know who, 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 who God really is? And we realise... How crazy it would have, you know, it was in the times in the Old Testament when they, when Israel didn't choose to go and, and acquire God's knowledge for something. When they did it in their own strength, it didn't quite go well with them, did it? They did things, and it wasn't like it wasn't a good day, was it, on that Monday morning when they went and did stuff that they shouldn't have done? Because they forgot the Creator who they they were serving. They forgot the Majesty. They forgot the might, and they looked, you know, obviously looking at the circumstances. Psalm 149 verse 4 says, For the Lord, now listen to this, this is wonderful. The Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Isn't that wonderful? The Lord takes delight. He takes delight in you today. He takes delight in you. He he crowns us as we come before him. Because there's only one response that we can do. We just get up, you know, we're on our knees before God. Sometimes our words aren't enough. Sometimes our language isn't enough. Praise God for the, for the realm of the Holy Spirit giving us our prayer language. Praise God we can worship in spirit and in truth with integrity in our hearts. But God crowns the humble with salvation. There can only be one place that we will find what we need and that is at the feet of Jesus. And we have this privilege as his holy children to come. To come to him in boldness, in full assurance of faith. I think that's amazing. This God of wonder and of power, of majesty, the thing that makes us acceptable is the work of God's grace and the blood. 
that God sees us as we come. He sees the blood washing over our lives. He sees us made righteous. So we're not standing in our own strength. We're not standing in our own righteousness. But we're standing. And we can come. It takes a little bit of nerve, doesn't it, to come in boldness. But we can come in full assurance of faith. Knowing that we are accepted, that we are loved, that we're made holy, that God wants to give to us every day. And I believe God wants to give to us today. We're going to return to worship in a little bit. Psalm 96, verse 6. This, This, for me, is a beautiful, just one verse, a beautiful verse. Splendor and majesty are before him. Listen to this. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. You know, we've got the majesty of God. We've got the might of God as we're coming by this precious way made out by God's grace to us. As we walk in, as we come, as we worship. Just the reality of being able to breathe and to worship at the same time. Just to be able to express our gratitude to God for how great he is. And we come with that covering of his grace that we are no longer, you know, the old has gone and the new has come. God has made us new creations. And those new, those new creations can come in confidence, in full assurance of faith. And in that place, God wants to impart strength and glory. He just wants to impart it because he loves us. He just wants to impart himself to us. He can smile. Come on. Amen. Amen. Romans 5, verse 1 and 2. We come then to this wonderful conclusion. We have been brought back into right relationship with God and made completely acceptable to him. And through our faith in Jesus Christ, through him we now have peace with God. That's massive. That's absolutely massive. Sinless man. Sin-filled man. Through what Jesus has done, now has peace with God. If he gives his life to Christ and surrenders his life to Christ that is absolutely massive through him now read that again we have been brought back into right relationship with God and made completely acceptable to to him through our faith in Jesus Christ through him we now have peace with God and all the blessings of his grace are made available to us by means of our faith and he even gives us the gift of faith to believe in the first place. Mm. You know, he is the author and perfecter of our faith. So he even gives us the faith. He authors faith in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he releases that to us so that we, so we would get to know him. So that we, we, we would fulfill his will and purpose. Isn't that amazing? And I love this. We stand daily in the flow of God's free gifts to us. And we can rejoice that a greater revelation of this hope awaits us. This is our, our sure and certain hope. As we worship the Lord later on, not that much later on, <laughs> a little bit later on, as we worship the Lord later on, I just want you to, to realise actually God, God, God wants to meet with you today. Amen. God wants to impart to you today. Today you can come in full confidence to receive of his grace whatever you need whatever you need for his glory and his strength. It says, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. Man at his strongest is weak. Yeah? 
The Usain Bolts of this world, when you look at those kind of figures, man at his strongest is weak. He's just weak. He is helpless. We are inherently weak in ourselves. I had something really weird when I was doing it, because all I did is paste, um, I pasted this from the uh, um, uh, translation. I just pasted it over, you know, from one thing I was working on. When I pasted it over, it was really weird. The word inherently had jumped down to really small, and I didn't do it. It was a bit weird. We are inherently weak in of ourselves. God never faints. He never grows weary. God doesn't get tired. What are we saying in this? Actually, our weakness doesn't matter at all in the light of who he is. My weakness, our weakness doesn't matter in the light of who he is. I'm going to share possibly one of my most favourite scriptures in, in the whole Bible, in the New Testament. But I do want you to say some words after me in a minute here now. I'm going to ask you to say one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five words with me, right? It's 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Okay, can you say this? But he said to me. Do you want to say that again? But he said to me. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. God hasn't got a problem with us being weak. We cause ourselves a problem when we look at our weakness. But God hasn't got a problem with us being weak. How do I know this? Psalm 103 says... For he knows how we're formed. He remembers that we're dust. <laughs> dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and is gone, and the place remembers it no more. Do, 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 do. Sounds a bit. Verse 17 says, But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children's children. What happens in, in, in our lives is that we spend so much time looking at ourselves. I mean, God's been doing a massive number with, in, in my life, talk, dealing with insecurity. <laughs> he still is, but that's okay. That's okay, God loves me, I know. While he's exposing insecurity in my heart, but sometimes some of the things that I'm facing, you know... Um, you know, about worry, don't worry about tomorrow. Why are, you, why, am I, why are you worrying, Gary? Have you not heard? Have you not known who I am? Just get your eyes back on me again. Just get your faith back on me. Who, who, who I am, Gary? Don't, don't lose sight of the grandeur of who I am in you. God knows. God knows how we're made. God knows that before him, the nations are just a drop in the bucket. God knows but he's decided in his wisdom to fill you with his glory. He's decided to fill you with his Holy Spirit. He decided, Christ in you, the hope of glory. God put the answer, not in ourselves, but through Christ in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it wonderful? Now you know all these truths again. You know them. 
But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. So those who look to the Lord have their strength renewed. He is the one we should turn to. The idea is not that we should keep looking at ourselves or, and grope around in, in darkness, as it were. But we can look to the Lord for renewed strength. We can look to the everlasting God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Psalm 18, verse 32, 33. This is the Amplified. I love this. The God who encircles me with strength and makes my way blameless. He makes my feet like hinds feet, able to stand firmly and tread safely on the path of testing and trouble. God doesn't say he takes us out of it. God doesn't usually remove us from trouble. He just usually says to us in the midst of it, my grace is sufficient for you, my power is made perfect in weakness. Get your eyes off yourself, Gary. That's what he says. He makes my feet like hinds feet, able to stand firmly and tread safely on the paths of testing and trouble. He sets me, he sets me securely upon the high places. When we're going through stuff, when we're going through stuff that seems, you know, really challenging or testing, what does God do? Gary, I've raised you with Christ. I've seated you in heavenly places with Christ. You have also given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand upholds and sustains me. Your gentleness, your gracious response when I pray, when I pray makes me great. Isn't that amazing? God is not calling us to break through and break out in our own strength. He is our breakthrough. He is our breakout. He is our victory. And he is our strength. Amen. Just going to finish with a psalm. Rory, can you be ready? No pressure. (laughs) Psalm 84, verse 5. I love this. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Who have set their hearts on a pilgrimage. We've set our hearts on a pilgrimage. I'm just going to earth this. 5,000 households. We've set our hearts on God's best for us in our lives. What that looks like. We've set our hearts on a pilgrimage. We've known some tough times. Some lean times. Some stretching times. It's okay. God knows. God knows about all of that stuff. But God's, God's calling us blessed. You're blessed today. Blessed are those whose strength is in you have set their hearts on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca it's, it's a pass through yeah. we're not living there we're not landed in the land of trouble or hardship we're not living there we're passing through it we're coming through the other side as they pass through the valley of Baca they make it a place of springs the autumn rains cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Amen. Very simple this morning. Get your eyes on God. Get them off of yourself. Just know he said to me. If that applies to you today and you're going through some tough things, if you're going through challenge, 
he said to me, and he's saying to you today, my grace is sufficient yeah. to you. Yeah. Amen. Doesn't matter how weak we feel, doesn't how, how, how challenged we feel, that doesn't, that's not going to change the circumstances. Looking at our weakness is not going to change the circumstances. Looking, looking at Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, will change the circumstances. Why? Because God will bring us in back into alignment with the truth of his word. Amen. Should we all stand up now? There we go. Short and sweet. There we go. We're going to worship the Lord now. Just begin to worship him. Begin to praise him. Worship him. Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.